I categorically do not believe that God gave the gift of songwriting to bless the church. I think God gave the gift of songwriting because he wants to spend time with them. Hey community, for today's episode, I sat down with Andy Rozier from Vertical Worship. This is a great interview and we talk about songwriting, worship leading, and their latest album, Grace is on Our Side. So make sure you listen to the album and you can get all of the master tracks on Loop Community. Enjoy. Hey, hey. How's it going, Andy? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? Good. Are you downtown right now? Yeah. Do you recognize this place? <laughs> I do recognize this place. For those that are watching, Andy's at one of the Harvest Bible Chapel campuses, and that's the one I attend. So that's right. familiar. Your, your seat is like, is like right here. Because I know where I know where you sit. When, <laughs> that's uh, funny. When... <laughs> that's that's true. It's sitting right there. Haven't sat that's there in a while. I miss I it. I know. I know. Hopefully soon, though. Right. Yeah, hopefully soon. Uh, yeah. Oh, Colleen, good to have you on. Good Thanks, man. We met in person at a conference, actually, which is funny because we go to the same church, but right, pretty big church. Yes. Uh, so we actually met in Indiana, I think, last year or the year before. At the Recule Conference. That's uh, right. Yeah. But yeah, just wanted to have you on, talk about vertical worship, just hear about the new album. And yeah, you've been leading worship for how long? Like total, like not just at Harvest. Oh, man. I might date you a little. Sorry. No, firstly, let me say to you guys, congratulations on the new single out today. Yeah. And uh, I played the single and I was like, wait, this is Rochelle. And yeah. and great job. I love what you guys are doing. And just watching kind of like the, the evolution of Loop Community and, you know, the work that all of you guys have, have put into it. But now also like getting new songs written and produced mm-hmm. and putting them out there, I think is just like phenomenal. So that was awesome just to listen to that this morning. I have been leading worship since I got saved, which was when I was 16. Nice. And now I am 43. No shame. Nice. Very much enjoying my 40s. And uh, yeah, I think one of the band guys figured out that like I had spent like seven and a half days of my life singing Open Up the Heavens. <laughs> wow. And at that point, I was like, Okay, someone else has to sing this song. Like so, um, pass the torch on that one. That's a lot. Pass the torch. Yeah, which is the the mo for all worship leaders is just get ready, just to like pass the torch. So yeah, I, I love it though. I'm very honored to be able to lead at my church. For I've been doing that since about 2001, and uh, yeah, it's been amazing. Just kind of watch it grow and watch kind of the worship movement change over the years. And to be a big flag waver and champion for that and to see kind of the hand of the Lord raising up worship leaders and worship communities. And that's been really awesome to be a witness to it. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been at Harvest for about five years. And just even in that span, just seeing it grow has been really cool. Seeing vertical worship start as like specifically vertical worship and grow. And that's been awesome, too. Yeah. So there's a lot of good things about being at the same church for so long. What's like the biggest challenge about being at the same church? Well, one of the best things about being at church for a long time is that you can't like shortcut longevity. There's no way to kind of like get out of a ministry what you can get out of it after like 20 years if you can stay in it that long. There's no way I would have been able to get out of what I am now like when I was like two years in. 
I have to say that first because like the challenge is is that you can then really easily start to think that like you're in a bubble and that's the only bubble that exists and that your bubble is the best bubble that there is. And those are really like dangerous places to go to. And so you have to kind of like keep your head up and keep your eyes open to what other people and other worship expressions are doing and not just as a critic, but as a consumer as well of kind of like, how can I learn from these folks and how can I implement the amazing things that they're doing into our ministry as well? Yeah, that's cool. Definitely. You can get kind of trapped in like, well, I go to this church because I like this church. And so therefore it's the best church. Right. Sure. The way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get trapped, but that's cool that yeah. you've been able to learn that and help bring in other ministries as well. Yeah. Well, hopping on to the album that came out, Grace is on Our Side, came out yeah. in March. I have to say, there's probably some bias, which is fine. <laughs> but it is one of my favorite worship albums ever. It's oh, my favorite wow. vertical album. I love it. Okay. And it was a two-week span where I just alternated Grace is on Our Side and then John Guerra's Keeper of Days. Oh, yeah. And I just kept going back and forth, like, straight through. I think Weapon's my favorite song. Dude, uh, that's my favorite song as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And Jake, Jake in the band wrote that song and it was originally called highest praise. And I was like, Jake, that song is, I want to be careful what I'm saying here, but I was like, (laughs) Jake, that song is too good to be called highest praise because it'll just get lost in the narrative. I was like this song in my weakest, in my darkest hour, I'll let my worship be a weapon on this battleground. I was just kind of like, bro, let's call this song weapon. Like that's, that's awesome. what worship is, you know. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I I love that song too. Thanks for. Yeah, for sure. I love that song. I love that. Yeah, weapon definitely fits that song. Helps it stand out. Yeah. Um. How did how did the album come about? Like, how the team start? Did you all bring together different songs or like? Yeah, yeah. We write. I mean, we've been pretty consistent since Vertical started in 2012. The first Vertical record was about the seventh or eighth record that we'd actually made for the church. And we weren't really like looking for that path, although it was happening right in front of us. And so it's, it felt like a natural progression. It wasn't like we played like the humble card and just like, Oh, we're getting signed to a label. We don't want this, you know, like, like we saw God opening up the door. And so we took it, but even before then we were pretty consistent with writing at least about 60 to 70 songs per record. Like back in like Rock Won't Move days, we wrote like 120 songs for that record. And this was no different, except our church went through a pretty significant change of leadership. And that rocked the church pretty significantly. Mm -hmm. And what was fascinating about these songs is that that happened at the beginning of 2019. And I would say about 70% of the songs that actually like made the record we wrote in 2018 Mm. and so it was clearly that the lord had kind of given i want to use that word carefully but like we had written these songs for our church not knowing that they would be extremely helpful to us in the coming year and i mean you saw that roll out and 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 we could kind of step up to the stage and be kind of like hey we have this song about god was faithful in the past and god was faithful in the present and he's going to be faithful in the future as well. And 
And so I would say the consistent kind of narrative with this record is, is that like we found these songs being really helpful to us and our own church in a season. And then COVID came around and everybody got quarantined. In fact, the day that the record released was March 13th when the governor shut down all events over a thousand people. And we were on stage rehearsing for the release concert that night. Wow. I kind of just put my guitar down ready to go and get a bite of pizza or something. And, you know, our, our boss walks in and is just like, Hey guys, we can't do this tonight. And I don't look at things like, okay, plan B. I think God looks down the corridor of time and sees that these things are going to happen. And so that record became very much some anthems for this season as well. Yeah, definitely. That's so cool that it's just in, like the songs you wrote in 2018 before everything with the church and then before everything with COVID, but it all fits so well. Right. Right. It's all, I mean, the song faithful now, like it's perfect. Like he was faithful before yep. all of this. He was faithful during it. He's faithful yep. during COVID and he'll be faithful forever. And it's, yep. it's so cool to hear these songs at church and just to listen to them throughout my week. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Well, many of the people that are in our community are worship leaders and worship pastors like yourself. So just wanted to ask you a little bit about that. Just any advice you have for them. So you're a worship pastor at a large church and many worship leaders want to start writing songs. So you talk about you write like 60 to 70 for an album. Yeah. I actually interviewed another band called Kane. They're newer last week and they said they wrote 60 songs for their like recent EP. So that sounds like a big it sounds like a big number like if i've never written a song before yeah Uh, where do you think it's a good place to get started um, yeah that's a great question and i think a good question that we should ask ourselves as well i i will start right here by saying i categorically do not believe that god gave the gift of songwriting to people to bless the church i'm a broken record i would just say that over and over again but i love it yeah i think god gave christians and worshipers the gift of songwriting because he wants to spend time with them. God is not seeking songwriters, nor does he need songs. He published his own songbook. Like he's, he's it's, the competition is over. Yeah. And, but he is doing new things. If worship is a response to a revelation at its core, then God is saying to songwriters, write about what I'm doing, write about what you're living, write about who you know me to be, and make sure it's true. And and so when we start out as songwriters, it's really important that we're not setting our eyes on will this work in the church or will it not? But instead, God is seeking an opportunity to spend time with me. I think the song at its peak should sound like, wow, this, this person really spent time with the Lord, hmm. you know, in the secret place, Matthew 5. And Another way I've talked about songs over the years, because when you kind of like figure things out, you're just kind of like, this is the way I'm going to say it probably for the rest of my life. And someone else will say it a different way. And that's totally fine. I kind of came to the conclusion that song songs are like boats and we are the boat builders and, and still in 2020 and in 2021 and in 2022 and in 1973 when Keith Green and those guys were like starting the modern worship movement. God 
is the only one who can put wind in the sails of a boat. And we are not called to be the wind and we are definitely not called to impersonate it or to manufacture it, but instead to be faithful to just like get into the woodshed with some other builders and the Lord who is a carpenter by trade mm-hmm. and to spend some time like working on these boats and just, and then just pushing them out on the lake. And then ultimately asking ourselves at the end, would I be satisfied if Jesus just wants me and him to be the only people who sail in this boat? If you want to answer that question, then you you can self-diagnose your own heart in songwriting. You know, if you're like, no, I'm only satisfied if other people are in this with me, then you can already sense the Lord being kind of like, well, then let's just like back up a little bit. (laughs) So that's kind of where I would start. And then, you know, for most guys that kind of call me and and are just kind of like, hey, I want to put some songs together for our church. I'm usually kind of like, how many have you written? And they're like 10. And I'm like, great. Well, just like, don't receive this in a harsh way, but just know that probably one of those is really good. Because, you know, you go and talk to Jason Ingram and he's like, hey, I'm writing like seven, I'm writing a hundred songs a year because I know that probably three of those will be the ones that like really go somewhere and really bless the church, you know, but I have to write the 100 to be able to, to figure out what those three are. And even an established, very godly songwriter like him has resigned himself to that, knowing that he can't put the wind in the sails is, is a great encouragement to all of us. Yeah, for sure. It can be tough. I'm sure just getting started because like, you write your first 10 and you're so attached to these 10, but only one is pretty good. And so you have to let those go and then keep writing. I love that. What advice would you give to someone who leads a large team of like worship leaders? Like are there challenges of getting everyone involved? Yeah. Okay. Two things come immediately to mind. (laughs) The first thing is your team will know you by your love and not by your songs or by your ability to make them feel great or by the success of your team or the sound of your mix. And I don't have a flawless record in that either. You know, I have navigated my way down the road of learning how to love people more than the music. Secondly, I would say that I was just talking with a friend this morning about this as well, just like, Remember that what God has given you is a gift and not an award. If it was an award, he would have called it an award. And if it's an award, then the focus is on the recipient. And if it's a gift, then the focus is on the giver. The best gifts I've ever received, say from my wife, I don't look at those gifts and think, me, it's all about me. Like, like I look at those gifts and I just think, I love my wife. Uh, wow, that she thought of this. Yeah. And what we've been given to serve the kingdom of God and be co-heirs and co-laborers with him are gifts Mm. and not awards. And and we can turn them into awards. Yeah. But then when we do, as a friend of mine in Colorado once said, like, God's job is to exalt himself and our job is to humble ourselves. So if we force God to do the wrong job, then he'll force us to do the other, if that Mm. makes sense. Yeah. So... So as soon as we start to like exalt ourselves within our ministry, then God's like, okay, well, now you're forcing me to humble you. (laughs) And I think that just staying humble doesn't mean that you can't shout about your giftedness and show everybody to it. Boast in the things that God has given you because he's the one who gave it to you. 
but don't boast on it on your behalf or your ministry or trying to make that better, but boast in it because of the cross and the work of the cross and, and that the giver of the gift is greater than anything else. So I think ultimately, like in whoever's listening to this or whatever church you come from, like the goal when we all get back together is not, you know, wow, this band is good or, oh, it's so good to be back at church. The goal has always been sending people home saying God is awesome. Wow. That's always been the goal and that will never change, you know? So that's good. Yeah. I think that's going to be really hard to not fall into because it's just going to feel so good to be around people again. Um, sure. Like sure. more than two people at a time. And we'll be tempted to like make it great because of that. Right. And God's like, okay. But like still the goal is to send people home saying God is awesome. Not my church is awesome or not that band was awesome or, and these things can all point towards the Lord. That's great. Right. But as long as the Lord is ultimately the focus. Definitely. Man, that's so good. Thanks for just sharing all about that and your heart for, being a worship pastor and songwriting, that's awesome. Last question for you today. If you had to include one song, maybe not open up the heavens by the sound of it. No. If you had to include one song in every worship set that you had to lead forever, what would it be? It's kind of on the spot, so if you don't know, it's okay. No, it's great. I've got the answer for you. I see, right. like, uh, there's, there's something about the song forever mm -hmm. that ignites something within me. I love the way it climbs musically. Yeah. But the message of the gospel is just like uh, so beautifully crafted within it. Yeah. And then the bridge is such an amazing response to that truth. I am very thankful for Open Up the Heavens. I'm not saying I'm not. No, of course not. And I'm thankful for, for all the songs that have kind of come down the river. But there are some things that kind of just get stuck on the bank mm -hmm. as they come down the river. And uh, and forever would be one of those songs that if I had to pick a final worship set, I'd probably I'd probably start with that song and then end with a reprise. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, that's definitely a good answer. I think if I had to pick, I'd pick Living Hope. Yeah. Uh, ever since I heard that song, I mean, I hear the first note of it come on at church, <laughs> hands in the air, ready to go. Oh, that's right. I love that. I love that. Uh, that's awesome. That's a good answer for sure. Well, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Just getting to talk to you a little bit. Hopefully hey, you too. soon in person very yeah. soon. Yeah, I hope so too. Hey, let me just say for you yeah. guys, just like as a worship pastor, I'm just like, I don't know how many people get to say this to you and just kind of hijack your Instagrams. But like as a worship pastor, like, you know, some of my formative days here was standing behind Matt McCoy, watching him kind of figure out Lutimus before I ever had a brand behind it and and just to see how that has grown and how Matt has put so much dedication to the ministry and and has built a great team with you guys you know I am a regular worship guy like I'm on planning center every day and and just how you guys have like blessed the community of worship teams and worship leaders is massive and I want to say thanks for that I want to say that like our team is a huge recipient of that and will continue to be so. And we have no concept of the hours of time that go into what you guys do so that worship teams can sound exponentially better <laughs> than, than what we know on stage we actually sound like. But 
I know that that's not the goal. I know the goal is to like resource the church and to make worship undistracting and to be like vertically focused upon the Lord. And you guys from the beginning have had that goal and it's been awesome. So personally, on behalf of not just vertical, but our church as well, just thank you for all that you guys are doing. It's awesome. Thank you. Really appreciate that. That's awesome to hear. I love just hearing anyone who uses our stuff like at their church, because sometimes it's just like, oh, we got a new track up. Oh, we got a new track up. Oh, I'm promoting this. And so it's just awesome to remember all the yeah. time that like we yeah. hear every day, just like from people being like, oh, yeah, I used you at my church. I'm like, oh, that's so right. Cool. So right. Just appreciate that. And to hear that from you, Andy, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. All right. To everybody watching, go listen to Graces on Our Side from Vertical Worship. Listen to the whole thing. It's so good. And you can get all of the master tracks on the community as well. Thanks again, Andy. Talk to you soon. Hey, God bless. God bless. See you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, Leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.